You ever get an experience where something grabs your attention? Let's say you're looking out there and you know, I see some birds flying down over there. And then you can almost feel like this undercurrent that's pulling your attention to the next moment, which isn't actually happening. Yeah? Almost like a drag. If you get a sense of it, you'll see. It's like you spend a lot of time trying to get into that one experience you're thinking is going to do it. Yet if you're in the one experience that you think is going to do it, which is this experience, you feel there's like a hand on your back moving you to the next moment and other things you have to do. Or like people will come and go, oh, I really enjoyed the space at the meeting, but what, Monday I've got to go back to work. So what's going on is usually, is usually in, in the level of importance is sort of downplayed by what's not going on. And after a while, you get to realize what's the biggest influence in what's going on is not what's not going on. Like the only way this day could be ruined, Saturday is probably by a Wednesday and a Tuesday. It has to be a last Wednesday and next Tuesday could ruin my Saturday, in a sense, yeah? Why is that? Because it's not happening. But why is what's not happening having such an influence in what's happening? To the point that we don't realize what's happening. The mind's so engaged, so here's what's going on. And maybe it's something I'm really enjoying. And let's say it's like you're on those little, like, uh, walking sidewalk, the sidewalks at the airports. where, Let's say they have a Buzan Asian, they have a beautiful, like, Hindu deity exhibit. But you're on the sidewalk and you're moving. And you like to stop and see, like, Ganesh. But you're moving. (laughs) You can't get off because there's two guardrails which is the past and the future, yeah? And you're, you're in the moment, hey, I'd really like to stop and entertain that because actually I thought I was working towards that point of seeing that Ganesh and stopping and entertaining it. But when, as soon as I arrive at the Ganesh, I'm moving ahead to like Krishna and Rama and on and on and on. And you can't hop over there. You could, but you don't, you don't entertain the possibility. And the guardrails that define that movement is the past and the future, yeah? And in the mental condition that you may seem to be in, what's dominating your mental condition isn't now. It's the now. It's happening now, but it's about there and then. And there's really no way you can find a solution to there and then because you're not there and you're not then. You're here. Yeah? And really the only solution is the recognition of this. Now, the difficult part is, oh, yeah, I want to get into the moment, but then you're you're, you're uh, confronted with a belief that may be impl- in place, which is the possibility that you can be out of a moment. Now, if you try to get into the moment with that possibility in place that I could be out of the moment, you're never really going to get into the moment because whatever moment you think you worked hard to get into, there will always be the trap door of I can be out of the moment. Yeah? How can you actually be in something if there's this ever-present anxiety about you can be out of it? So you can't, so the secondary thing is, oh yeah, I want to get into the moment. I realize I'm on this little uh, walking side, the sidewalk, this motorized sidewalk with the guardrails of time, past and future, and I'd like to get out off of that. But the whole point is, the dilemma is that you're, you believe you're on it. Yeah? That's the only place the solution is. It's not after the problem. It's not the problem has a, an affirmation and now you're seeking a solution for it. It's prior to the problem. That's the only solution that works because if it comes after the problem, many solutions become a problem. Yeah? 
They do. Like some people want to be involved in this world and this and that, and they got businesses and this, and, and then suddenly their mind starts realizing the, uh, they got, get uninterested in all this, so in a way it becomes a problem what they were looking for as a solution. Yeah? Now they're not keeping up with their business ideas and this and that, and they're kicking back and everyone's wondering what's going on with them, and they can't really even enjoy the life they're falling into because of all this, all the uh, precedents set by the mind system. Yeah? It's like a form of slavery. It tells you the sidewalk's going to take you to that place you want to get off, but there's no exit. Every, every arrival is a departure. And you see, basically, it's all about seeking. It's never about finding. Yeah? If you found an answer, why can't that be the last answer? Why is it that the, oh, that answer now sets up a whole other set of problems, and then you need a turbo answer? I saw this, really, a full-out, a full-page thing on a magazine once about extreme, like, turbocharged Buddhism, you know? Like, it's sort of like it was a workout. You know, you're not getting enough muscle with just plain Buddhism. Let's, we're going to have radical extreme Buddhism. What the freak is that? Yeah. More, it doesn't mean it's better. If something is a failed system, it doesn't matter how many additions you put on it, it's going to fail you. Yeah? It's like the snake, its nature is to bite you. It doesn't matter if you dress it up in a nice gown or a nice suit, it's still going to bite you. That's its nature. So, the parasitical movement, some lady called me from New Jersey today, wanted to know about the parasite. The parasite, there is no parasite in and of itself. It's a way of using something we're aware of here to point to something we can't see. Yeah? So it's a parasitical movement called selfing. That's the, that's the mental process. That's what we talk about here. It's, it's, it's basic premise is it's the act of being identified as a self. Now, people sometimes hear that, and they see the act of being identified would be a verb, but they believe there's a real thing called self that they're being identified with. It's a whole verb. It's called the act of being identified as. There's nothing to be identified as. Yeah. You can't, there isn't that as. It's an act. It, it produces a sense that you're something that you're not. That's what it does. By inferring, by referring, by assuming, by implying. And if you look at the thought system, see some of the basic paradigms of the thought system, the thought system takes you as a body. That's what it does. That's the only way it can think about you. Yeah. Especially, how can it travel back into the past, your interest and attention? It's only about because the object that's being thought about is held as being you. You wouldn't be interested in going back into Susan's five, five years ago. You could care freaking less. Yeah. You could care less about Chris's three years from now. Yeah. But because it's you, you're interested in it. Yeah. What would happen if you, if you entertain it? it? may not be you that you're so interested in. Your interest will be freed from the bondage of self. And then instead of fueling and, and really panavisioning the uh, obsession with self, it will be enriching your life right now. Yeah. Because your intention and interest will not be busily grazing on what isn't happening in the past or the future, but it will be being nurtured here. You'll be present for the invitation that this day has to offer. Yeah. If, you're in the, if you're living by past invitations and then, and then provoking them to be a future possibility, you're missing what's going on now. So the thought system thinks about you as a body, 
and it remembers you as a body now by thinking about you as a body then and by thinking about you in the future as a body. It can't, there is no self. There is no, you didn't even exhibit a sense of self when you were a kid, when you were a baby. You had to grow into it. It was a mental process that got developed in the brain and it wasn't developed until about 18 months and then suddenly you start to see other in you. Yeah? You beget other and other reinforces the you. Yeah? And then from there, everything was given name and form. This form was given the name called Paul and it was crowned with the godlike crown of the mental process calling it me. Yeah. Separate, separating from all the other yous. Not one you is like me. Not one of you. <laughs> That's a petri dish for isolation, for specialness, specialness and uniqueness, and you're suffering from it. Incredibly suffering from it. If everyone was in hell, would anyone knew it was hell? We would be thinking it was the norm. Yeah, It's unbelievable. I remember when I was getting loaded, it was unbelievable what I could tolerate. Yeah, I could go as low as I could. I went past the points where I thought was as low as I could go. And the only thing, like sometimes they say, the moment the bottom is is when you weren't able to uh, lower your standards quick enough. Life caught you with, with your pants down. You finally gave up because it got so low you couldn't adapt to it quick enough. Yeah? And then what happens then? Something hits you. And in the bottom, the place you dreaded the most is the source of relief. Yeah? It's where you think you're going to end. Something actually is beginning. It's not even beginning. It's always so. But it will appear to be beginning to the thing that thought it was, it was the thing that was so. Yeah? So the, the death of what I call me is the last place I want to go. And yet that's the beginning of everything changing. Yeah? As long as you delay it and delay it and delay it, this, it's like we, in recovery they say, unless you let go of all your old ideas, the result will be nil. It really, nothing will change. You'll get a little better. You'll have the place in hell you're in will be like one degree cooler than the rest of hell. You'll feel like you're, being, you know, you're advancing or you're closer to the door of the asylum, the exit door, but you're still in the asylum. But you're thinking you're much better than all the other people. They're right in the mix. You're, they're in the mosh pit, but you're out here. But you're still in the same content, seemingly. That's the good news. It can only appear to be so to you. It cannot be so. But it can appear to be so to us. That's, what, that's the trick here. Look up the word seemingly. Yeah? Check it out. Check out the definition of seemingly. It appears to be true or false to you. You have to admit, almost everything in this world is seemingly so, isn't it? Some people, they are, when, before they came in recovery, they knew what was the worst thing that ever happened to them. You know, Let's say getting divorced or something. The worst thing that ever happened to them. Or getting run over by a car or whatever. And so, and it, for, for a few years they had that, they reinforced it, they used it as excuses for tons of other things in their life, and then they get into recovery, and they have a shift of mind, and the mind shifts to another place, and then it seems, it looks back at what was the worst thing that ever happened to them, and now, miraculously, it's the best thing that ever happened to them. But is it the worst thing, and is it the best thing? Was it the worst thing? If it was truly the worst thing, how could it be the best thing? Yeah? It would still, it would have the quality of being the worst thing, wouldn't it, if it was real? It couldn't morph into being the best thing unless it wasn't so to begin with, yeah? Just like in recovery, it says, 
We're a hundred men and women who have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. It means it seemingly means it's appearing to be true or false to you. If it appears to be true that it's a hopeless state of mind and body, it makes perfect sense for me to get loaded, no matter what I think is going to happen to me tomorrow. Yeah, it makes perfect sense to my mind, the logic of my mind. Hey, this is a hopeless state. I'm just going to stay as loaded as much as I can until I end up in jail, death, and or in an institution again. It made total sense to me. Yeah. But it was a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. I had a huge role in it being hopeless or seemingly hopeless. And I also have a huge role in being recovered from it. Yeah? Because what was used to what used to dominate me doesn't dominate me anymore. To the point where it's stated in the book the problem will not exist for you. That's an incredible solution. Yeah. How could something that was the biggest problem in your life suddenly not exist for you anymore? Obviously, it wasn't. You were the biggest problem in your life. <laughs> the one who had the alcoholism was the giver of the meaning to alcoholism. Alcoholism didn't give me a meaning. I gave, me, I gave meaning to alcoholism. Yeah? Once that was shifted, alcoholism doesn't have the meaning that it can screw with me anymore, and it, therefore it doesn't. Yeah? So I live free from alcoholism a day at a time. And if you really look at it, they say freedom from the bondage of self. Well, let's say at 11 in the morning, you're having an experience that you could call freedom from the bondage of self. But at 11.04, you're now having an experience called the bondage of self. Yeah? A lot of days it goes in and out, doesn't it? Some days, like, you're really going good to, like, 9.30 in the morning, and then you get into a block of time where it looks like you're really bonded to self, and then you're looking like at one that you're not bonded to self. What is it? Are you bonded or aren't you bonded? What is it that was bonded, and what is it that seems to think it's free? I would say that's the real bondage of self. Yeah? So therefore, the freedom from self can only be an experience when you're bonded as a self. Yeah? Matched with the other experience of being bonded to self. If you are the, are the reliable con- point of view, the, you know, the reference point, if you are given the reality, then you can have an experience that you're free from the bondage of self, but it's only an experience that's going to be followed by an experience that you're bonded to self. That's why people share a lot of these meanings. They come and they go, oh, I woke up and now I'm going in it and I'm going back out of it and then I was felt free at you know, 8.30 this morning and I got a call and I felt I was up at the ass of self again and then I came out of the ass of self but up after self again. And it's, all the, it's, just, it's just on a level of experience. That's not the solution. The solution is prior to that. There's neither one who's free nor bound. Yeah. People want to have it on an experience level, which if, you're, if you want to have an experience of being free, like a slinky, that experience of you being free is going to promote the, the experience of you not being free. Yeah? On and on it goes. It goes like that tons of times. It's like lights on, lights off all day. Yeah? I'm at work, lights off. I get out of work, go to a meeting, lights on. Then I go home, have to deal with the kids, lights off. Yeah? Those are all experience. But what's causing the switch? 
What's infusing the switch with the power to make something seem on and to make something seem off? What we are. What we are. We're neither the one who's free, nor are we the one who's bound. If you want to be the one who's free, you're going to have the experience of being the one who's bound. You give up both, and then you're free from it. Yeah? Then you are what's so, and everything else is seemingly so. And everything else is being given meaning from what's so. Yeah? So that's why when you were in hell, it seemed to be hell, didn't it? Because you gave it the meaning that this is real, and therefore it seemed to be. But where did it get the meaning other than you? And if it got the meaning of being real from you, you must be what's real. Where else could it have gotten it? There's not a store that an illusion can go shop at and get reality. It has to be lent the feeling of being real by what's real. And how are we doing that all day without knowing it? We forgot that we're what's real. And we've taken to be what we think we seemingly are. If I do really nice things today and I'm doing well and I'm sober and I haven't had any quote-unquote bad thoughts, I feel I'm a very nice person today. The same idea, if I didn't go to a meeting and I wasn't nice to someone and I had some bad thoughts and I was thinking, I hate that person, then I was not, I'm, I'm a bad person that day. You're neither a bad nor a good. To shoot just to be good is a bad move. It's still on a level experience. You're still in the volatile condition of anything can freaking happen to you. Yeah? But when you're not that you, everything is just happening. So it leaves the... See, it's not as much fun, really, because sometimes it's nice contrast. If you're really fucked, it feels great when you're not fucked. Yeah? It does. And a lot of people, it's like being a junkie. Just like you used to go shoot up. So if you worry and worry about something all week and you're like fucking pent up and then it doesn't happen, it's like being a big shot of heroin. Oh, man. It didn't happen. It probably was never going to happen. Yeah? It's like an addiction. You've got to have the contraction to get off on the expansion. But it's always defined by the movement of contracting, expanding, contracting, expanding. And I bet you the percentages are going to be on the contraction side. Yeah? You're going to be contracted, let's say, 80% of the time. And then you'll get a really uplifting experience of being liberated temporarily only to get contracted again. Yeah? This isn't an experience. It, takes, it, looks, it looks prior to the you. That sets up the experience of yes and no, high and low, good and bad, connected, unconnected, love, not love. That's what's setting it off. All of this rests on this. Pivot. Yeah? We're going prior to this. Am I that? If I'm not that, find out. Yeah? Maybe you won't be an addict to experience anymore. Maybe you'll be resting in states or things that are even prior to states. Yeah? And all of your experience will be infused by that influence. Instead of trying to influence what you think is your state, which just is a, usually an emotional, physical, and mental state, or a combination thereof, yeah? You're, instead of trying to have the experience influence your state, the stateless state will influence all your experiences. Yeah? Instead of still being the target and of trying to manage and manipulate everything to bring out about a good result for you, you'll now be the thing that outshines the circumstances and situations of life instead of being determined by the circumstances and situations of life. 
Yeah? It's e- very easy to be peaceful at a fucking retreat next to a big river with a waterfall eating like vegan macrobiotic gourmet meals yeah? with like Eagle Corps bathtubs in the bathroom and incredible like uh, memory foam beds. And then why do they ask you? You sit quietly for a few hours and then, all right, we're going to go do whatever, tantric practices later on or We'll have some therapeutic one-on-ones with people who are, unhe- who are unhealed healers to begin with. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You've got to come back thinking you're well, which is a bigger sickness. Yeah. There's no one who's well or not well. There's the, the, things come and go constantly on the emotional, physical, mental level. But what's prior to it is not coming or going, nor is it affected by what's coming and going. And your mind rests there. It's engaged here and agitated by all this engagement. It rests in that. Yeah? And there's no agitation there because nothing's happening. Yeah? Or you can look at it or coin it another way. That's all that's happening. And then see that this nothing's happening here. Right now, whatever happened yesterday has been made into a story, hasn't it? Leading up to a big story about November. That's what happens. It just use it. It's just a precursor to the big storm about what's going to happen this November. So October is just like stirring up an imaginary pot to produce its boiling point when November occurs. <laughs> you can't even... This, you don't need a memory to live a day. Let things come and go as they want. Yeah. Remain or rest in the stillness of that being. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. It's not a command or something to practice. It's just an observation. It's just an invitation. It's available at all times, right where we are, no matter what physical, mental, and or emotional condition or the interplay between all three is going on. There's always what's going on prior to all of this. Yeah? That's where you're seeing it all. When you see it from, when you're, you're seeing it from what's uh, free from it, but now you start looking from it. Yeah? You become identified as this object which is in the mix, and therefore the dreamt tiger seems to be real to you. It doesn't matter how many books about you can read about how to live with a dreamt tiger or how to cohabitate a small space with a tiger, it's not going to bring real relief because you have given a real quality to that tiger that it can rip your throat out. The only relief is to get out of that place, which you can't seem to get out of because you're not in it, or to realize you're, you're not the dreamt object that's producing the fear. Yeah? What happens if you wake up from a dream where something's scaring you? Is that something able to scare you when you're awake? Maybe for the first second or two, but as soon as you recognize I'm not there, does there have any power over you? No. Did you have to do any work to have it occur? No. Did you have to get weaned off of it? No. It's simply seen as not happening. And what supports that? What's happening? There's a lot going on right now. Yeah? You're seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, and touching. My body's reacting to the sun. My mind's reacting to the sun. My emotions are sort of flattening out and just enjoying the warmth, this and that. Yes, all this is going on all day. We go over it the next day and pick out pieces to support our basic theme. It's going to be a fuck November or it's going to be really heavy for me next week. 
But where is the heaviness experience? Is it in next week or is it now? When you're thinking about how bad November's going to be, it's affecting October 25th, not November, because November's not happening. We're bringing in all this incredible information from what's not happening and then downloading it into what's going on and it becomes the dominant experience. That's mind-boggling to me. There's more than enough to deal with on a Saturday. But why do you want to have all the past Saturdays and all the future Saturdays influencing this? Does this measure up to the last time I had a meeting outside in the sun? Is it a little warmer today? Not enough people? On and on and on and on and on. What initiates all that mental activity? The you. You're, you're the battery that's driving the whole thing. The mind being identified with what it's not now gets interested in that by attending to what's not happening all fucking day because that's where you seem to be. Yeah? What validates you here being here now is you were somewhere else yesterday. Yes? And I have a long history. I even have pictures of the trip to Hawaii. I was there as this body. And all right. So I was there. And I'm going to be there. I've got real reasons to worry about it. i got bills to pay in November. i got the kids all month, this and that. Okay, sounds incredibly authentic and very convincing. Yeah. So I was there, I will be there, therefore I am here now. But that here that you are now is not a here, it's a mental here, made up of there and then. Yeah. All the past totally eclipses, and then the future's a giant weather front, and now you're in this lovely day, this lovely invitation called Saturday, but you're being rained on and pelted and hailed by yesterday and tomorrow. It's a form of slavery. What would happen if all your life was built on stopping and smelling some flowers and you were on that motorized sidewalk your whole life? That you could never actually get off and really attend to what was going on. You had stories about, I once attended to it, and I'm going to attend to it, but in fact, you're never attending to what's happening. Wouldn't that be felt as a, a form of slavery? If you got a big section of it and you could look back and go, wow, I worked so hard to get to Hawaii for that trip, and all the time I was in Hawaii, I was thinking about work. Then I go back to work, and all I'm dealing with in work is thoughts about Hawaii. I can't seem to match it together. I can't be actually where I am. Even if I wanted to really be there, it seems so hard to really be in Hawaii when I'm in Hawaii. How the hell could that be? You're in Hawaii. It would be the most appropriate response to, hey, I'm in Hawaii. But you're co-opted. You're owned. You've been branded by there and then. Yeah. While at work, it makes work worse by thinking about Hawaii. While at Hawaii, it makes Hawaii less paradisical because of work. You know, look at your head. Look at your head. When you're having a good day, how long does your mind let you enjoy it? 20 minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes? Yet if you're having a bad day, it tells you it's going to last forever. You want that to be the theme of your life? You want to be promised a pie, and yet when you finally get the pie, you get a little sliver. <laughs> and then they promise another pie, and then you still hope against all hope. Maybe it'll be a little bigger sliver. After a while, you've been dominated. You'll take fucking anything. You'll take crumbs now. 
And then after a few years of alcoholism, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a marine biologist. After just a few years of the parasite of alcoholism working on me, my idea of success was not to be arrested. <laughs> All my dreams, now I was just surviving. I just don't want to get arrested because I get arrested constantly. What happened? Such a complete takeover in such a short bit of time. And yet the agents of ruin, in a sense, were called me. Yeah. Never question. I spent a lot of time trying to be free as that. And the whole solution is being free from it. Yeah. And I'm saying it's inherently so, the freedom from it. It's not a product. Yeah? Because how can you produce an effect? How can you produce relief from an imaginary effect? The bondage is not so. Nor is the freedom from self. It's not so. You're neither, either, you're neither the one who is bonded or the one who's free. You're in a whole other place. You've been placed in a position. You've never even been placed in a position of neutrality. You are that place of neutrality. Yeah. You're neither that which comes nor that which goes. Yeah. You're neither what was born or dies. You're neither what exists or doesn't exist. Yeah. You're neither that nor that. You can't be understood, but you're infusing an understanding in things. You can't be heard, but it's what's hearing all the time. You can't be felt, but it's what's feeling all the time. It can't be thought of, but it's, the, it's what prior to all thoughts. It can't be conceived of, but it's what's conceiving. Yeah. It's out of your jurisdiction. <laughs> There's a relief from that. Yeah. All your... Supposed slights get freed in that court of light. You've already been convicted, convicted in the court of mind. The mental process has convicted you already. You're living out a sentence, hoping for probation, but it never gives you the probation. You're on a big freaking hook of your own making. Yeah. And what it what it demands, what the, the pound of flesh it demands all day, is your inability to be here right now. So you hear the dog, you hear the thing. What's allowing that is the silence, yeah? Without silence, there would be no sound. It's like that idea of a photograph. The true photograph is the negative. You don't see anything, yeah? Then it has to go into a batch of chemicals, and if, it's, if you move it around and slosh it around for a while, in the agitation, then something appears. It allows a picture of things and depth, yeah? A three-dimensional thing or a two-dimensional at that point comes out, yeah? And then you believe this is the real picture, but where did it come from? The negative, yeah? What looked like nothing. If you just see a negative, there's nothing there, yeah? You've got to put it in the chemical batch. I would say that's what we are. We're like that negative. We are nothingness. And then it mixes into this chemical batch, of hormones and glands and chemistry and nervous nerve synapses and things and vibratory stuff and energy and then it turns into a picture and we see things as a thing seemingly but you know what it's what's looking out of the telescope 
It starts looking out of the camera. It's not the camera itself. The camera facilitates something happening, but it doesn't do it. Yeah? The telescope facilitates the scientists to see the stars but if you closer. But if you look from afar, the stars aren't moving any closer. Yeah? Because everything is seemingly so. But when the scientist looks through the telescope and those lenses, the stars appear to be closer. He can study them. But if he walks away, does the telescope see the stars? It facilitates the seeing the stars. What happens if the telescope has this gone crazy computer chip that it, it takes itself to be the seer of the stars? What is it going to do? It's never going to see them, but it's, it will be, its whole life will be based on seeing them. Yeah? I saw it once, and you know what? This is how I think it looked. Ba-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Projected into every day, the next day, the next day. Yeah? The Course in Miracles would always say, you know, you and I give everything all the meaning it has. You know, this place is meaningless. It has no meaning whatsoever. And it goes on and on. And then it hits Lesson 7 and says, the reason why all this is true is because we're seeing only the past. Yeah? How could that be seen? That's a form of looking, yeah, called self-centeredness. You have to see only the past to, to remember you. And then you just imprint the past as a future to remember you, yeah? That's why St. Francis says it's in, it's in self-forgetting. When you forget the self, you're reborn. Well, in Buddhism, a great Zen master said, to study Buddhism is to study the self. And to study the self is to forget the self. Why is forgetfulness such an antidote? Because how self occurs or seems to occur is it's remembered. Yeah? Who's, what's remembering at the thought system? So the thought system pre- presents the sense of self and then wraps it with a feeling so you feel like you're the doer when an action occurs. You feel like you're the thinker when a thought is heard. Yeah? You feel like you're the hearer when a note is heard. You feel like you're the feeler when a feeling occurs. Yeah? You don't see that as a parasitical moment. There's life going on, seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. But now it's shifted into the seer, the hearer, the feeler, the taster, and the toucher. And you're deemed or crowned to be that. Yeah. And you can't take the responsibility. You're not, responded, you're not responding to the ability of being all there is as a, something, a special something. It's too much. You can't even process a day, can you? How many feeling, how many perceptions today register a feeling of threat where there is no threat? Let's say you're not in what we call, quote, good spiritual condition. You're walking around, someone looks at you. They just look at you. But do you think they looked at you wrong? Yeah? And so now you have a resentment towards that person. They walk away. You're in the mall. Every store you go to, they go in there with you. <laughs> the guy doesn't even... He has no idea. He was just looking at you. Maybe he had a, some gas in his intestines, so it looked like a sour face. But you to, he was looking at me with that sour face. You know what I mean? This is, is this processing the day well? Yeah. Seeing threats where there aren't any threats? Yeah. Seeing a future horizon of dread when it's a beautiful, clear day? <laughs> I don't the ability just to be here. You think it, it's so simple, yet it's the hardest thing in the world right now for some of us. We're trying to get into the moment we can't be out of. Yeah. <laughs> We're working hard. How can I be more in the moment? You can't be. 
Your, your, whole, your whole useless journey is based on an insane possibility that you could be out of a moment. It's an impossibility. And you can't be in what you think you're in. You're not in a self. You weren't when you were a baby, and you haven't been ever since. And you won't be when you pass away. It can seemingly be so, but it will never be so. And it's going to be based on you. Or the not you, really. If it's based on you, it will seem to be so. This thing is invested with a story. Just like I used, to, I used a crude example about the guy with a tumor. Big tumor on his side. And it's been there a while. He never entertained the possibility it could be removed. He just took, thought it was him, yeah? And so now he's, he's, got a, he's been living for about 10 years with this tumor. It's pretty big, you know? So he has to get all his shirts tailored and his jackets. He's got beautiful leather jackets, but they have to be stretched out right here. He's got a little handmade armrest. It's pretty good. And he's met other people with tumors. And he even met a girl that has a tumor on her side. His is on the right. Hers on the left. It's perfect. So they get together and they rub tumors together and they got something going on. And his life has, has really built around having a tumor. And then someone comes in and reminds him, hey, you know, that tumor could be removed today at the clinic. Your general would be a local anesthesia. You'd be gone and out in two hours. And you would think you would jump right on that, don't you think? If you heard the solution, you'd go, yeah, I want to go for that. But you've got all those shirts you paid for. You've got all those leather jackets. Hey, you got the girl. The mind's invested with being like being the way it is. It doesn't want to hear that it could be any other way. Yeah, that's what happens with this solution. It's seen not to be a solution when it's held by the problem. The problem goes, hey, I don't want to lose. I don't want to be the hole in the donut. You know, I want to be that farinaceous, farinaceous muck they call the donut. I don't want to be the hole in the donut <laughs> when the whole freedom is in the hole. <laughs> so our, our, our value system goes, I don't want to give this up, but if you saw the guy in the water with a, lead, a big piece of lead sinking and you were from the boat, you'd be like, what an insane thing to be holding on to. But from his point of view, he thinks this is his life. Yeah? This is what makes him who he is. He's not going to give it up easily, the mind. The mind has a fucking vice grip on you. I see it all the time. People want to want to be free. They don't want to be free. They want to be free as what they think they are. They want to be free as a self. They, want, they don't want to have freedom from self. They want to have an experience of freedom from self, but they always want to go back to the self and claim it. I had this incredible experience. I am so fucking clear now. I mean, my spirituality is just booming, so f surpassing so many others that my, the only role I can take is to be maybe be an inviter, you know, out of compassion and pity in a sense. Yeah? As long as I can, as long as the mind can claim it, it's all for getting higher. It's all for getting clearer. But once the aperture moves, because it doesn't go like this, it goes like this. Yeah? When the mind opens up, you're included in front of the camera. You're not behind the camera. You're not the experiencer. You facilitate experience. You're not the alpha and the omega. You are, you are prior. And once the aperture opens here and you see yourself, what you called you, and you see it, obviously it dawns in you, I'm not that. Yeah? I'm not that the thought system is thinking about all day. Guess what's going to happen? You're going to lose interest in all the thought system. Yeah? And what's going to miraculously occur? You're actually going to find yourself here, right where you are, 
where you've been working so hard by all these practices to get here, by not doing anything, you realize you can never not be anywhere else. Yeah? It's the easiest landing of all. You realize you never even took off. <laughs> you put all, you know, to, oh, but I, uh, can I get a refund for the ticket? Fuck the ticket. You'll be taken care of. Seriously, watch recovery people. A lot of people are invested in still having the problem. Yeah, They're experts about the problem, from the problem. They have to have the problem real for them to seem to be real. Yeah, This solution is if the problem doesn't exist for you, that's an experience. But if you wanted to see it stabilized, if it doesn't exist as you, that's the point where it can stabilize. Yeah. You can have the experience that doesn't exist for you today, and then it will exist for you later on today, yeah? It's going on all day for many, many people. But to, when you realize it doesn't exist as you, the idea of the experience of not existing for you will occur a lot more often, yes? A lot more often. Now it will be 80% on that side and maybe 10% on the other side instead of 80% on this side and 20% on that side. The whole table of weights will shift. The whole scale will be weighed to the winning side, yeah? And then you'll, you'll be traveling, what I call traveling lighter, and it will stabilize. And after a while, you realize, what more do you want? Just the possibility of showing up here, wherever this here is, is more than enough, yeah? Why? Because you're showing up. What you truly are is present. Yeah? There's not one bad day that you're in, in a sense. That can't be overridden by what's in it. Yeah. You. What we are. Like now, we do a talk, I get a nice suntan. It's perfectly inclusive. It's incredible. What happens here? Yeah. Some people will have to go to a tanning salon. This way, you can go here satsang, hear a message, and get a tan. But it's got to be either or. I have to be doing spiritual practices or making money. It's all bullshit. You're separating what's, what's superfluous. You're trying, to, you're trying to identify all the trees and you're missing the forest. Yeah. If this, isn't, if this isn't here when you feel terrible, it ain't worth it. If it isn't here when you're feeling great, it ain't worth it. You'll realize what you are has been in every experience of you being up and down, close and far, connected and disconnected. That's the one element that never went this way and never went that way. It never looked aside, it never blinked, it never interrupted, it never yawned. It's awareness, it's on and on, and it's aware of the event called conscious contact here. It's, it is witnessing the manifestation of mind through consciousness, having contact here. There's the awareness, an aspect of mind that's witnessing the whole damn fucking thing. Yeah? Rest there, why not? Why would you want to rest in like a motel bed where you put the quarter in? It's supposed to be a massage bed. And all it is is like this. It's all agitation. You can't find stillness through activity. That would be activity. Yeah? You can't, you can't search for a peace with an agitated mind. If by chance you ever got close to it, you would use the idea of peace to agitate your mind even more. I'm not gonna. I have. Ne I'm not in it. I should be in it. Or if you feel like you're in it, when I'm gonna, when am I going to be out of it? It's just more agitation, isn't it? The, one of the biggest stirrers of the fucking spiritual pot is the idea of enlightenment. It's stirring up minds like crazy. 
people are ruining their whole life by trying to compare their mundane experiences with this ideal, this conceptual ideal of enlightenment. It's driving their minds fucking crazy. They would have been happy if they never heard of anything. Yeah? Why is that? Why is it someone in Marin County right now is complaining at a meeting about buying their fourth house? Now, having a house is based on an instinctual agenda, which is shelter. Yeah? You have three houses already. And the idea of having a house, I would say, was to provoke some ease and comfort concerning security. Yeah? You know what I mean? In a way, you could rest assured, hey, I have a house. After the day, I can go back there. Yet, now, acquiring their fourth house is being used to agitate their mind unbelievably. Yeah? You don't see it? You don't see that the selfing, like a parasite, takes advantage of everything it can come to contact with? If you give a name of, this is going to bring about the biggest piece of my life, it can be used to agitate the hell out of it. It'll conceptualize it and use it like a big ladle and just stir the pot. I'm not in peace. I'm not in peace. I have to be more vigilant. I've got to work harder. On and on. All it is is obsessing with self, isn't it? Fuck. Check it out. All you need to do is see how the mind is working. Yeah, see it. It's right in front of your face all day. Watch it. All you need is one example. How does it really get you? Does it get expansive when you're feeling good? When you're feeling good, does it say, this is going to last forever? Does it just open up that this day is going to be like the, every other day the rest of my life? Or does it take, this is what, I don't deserve this. When are they going to find out? What, did, what do I need to do to keep this going on? Yeah? I've got to have something to do with this. But the same head, bad day, it's, get, it's a lifelong depression by three in the afternoon. You woke up, you felt a little weird. Oh, it's, I'm fucking depressed. It jumps to that. Do you, all you need is one example. That's its theme. Do you want to live by that theme? Do you want to have every note that's played in your life have to be on that fucking false baseline? Shit, to me, it's slavery. Plain and simple. And like a slave, I wanted to get loaded. I wanted to get high. Yeah? At all costs. I was willing to pay any consequence tomorrow not to feel uncomfortable now. That's fucking, that was the slavery I wanted freedom from. Yeah? Unfortunately, the alcohol and the drugs just increased the slavery. It, didn't, it brought me temporary relief, yet tons of consequences. Yeah. Yet, it didn't quiet that need to get out. As soon as I got into recovery, I started looking into spirituality. Still wanting to escape. Escape, 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 escape. Escape from what? An imaginary place. That's why it never succeeded. You can't leave something you're not at. That's the slavery. We're fucking throwing punches at an imaginary person. And we're not following the punch back to where it's coming from. We're playing the victim or we're in a passive spirituality. Oh, I have to accept everything. No, you fucking don't. Some things are unacceptable. That's, that's the level of acceptance. You accept it at a point where this is unacceptable. Yeah. Man, so... The entertain just goes on and on and on. That's all it does. Once you get the idea and the mind entertains it and an aha occurs, it's just about entertaining the possibilities. And there will be tons of possibilities that will download in your life. You'll see them in others. You'll see them through you. You'll see them in situations. You'll see that hidden hand signature on everything. Yeah. Coincidence will start abound. 
a lot of, lot of unbelievable, you know, you'll just, more and more, you'll see that, you'll know the tree by its fruits, you know. You'll just recognize what's going on here. And you won't have any fucking confusion. Blue will be blue and red will be red. You won't be misperceiving much anymore, yeah? You have enough to navigate this Saturday, but you, have, you never will have enough to navigate all your Saturdays and all your fucking future Saturdays. But this Saturday is more than enough to deal with. Yeah? Man, it's hot. Oof. Yes? Um, it's not creating, it's made. It can't made. be created, it's not so. Yeah, yeah. So, creating this sense of separation. Yes, correct? yep. So, maybe where do you go with that? Hopefully he'll grow up and wear it loosely. That's <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so all you can do. Yeah. That's where everyone's getting indoctrinated into the same herd. Right. Name, is, name and form is given, and we give everything else name and form, and so on and so forth. And then the shit starts hitting the fan. So what are you going to do? That's just the way it is. So. It seems to be. That's the good news. It isn't the way it is, but it sure seems to be. Well, that's so the what way. Is, what is the, another way that? I mean, what, there are people who are attempting to do it in different small settings, communal areas and stuff, but it's a difficult thing. This has its momentum, especially in time. Yeah? This manifestation has had a lot of time to go in this direction, and it's, and it's got a momentum. So it's just like, let's say, any person you'd ever know who you thought was a great person, and then they become the president, the, the institution of the presidency will override that person. The person won't override the presidency, yeah? The institutions that are set up now are very, very fucking powerful. They're just turning out consumers and da-da-da all day, yeah? That's what's going on. The, what? Look at the educational system. It's a form of indebtedness now. Student debt's over a trillion dollars now. Student debt. Some people I know owe $140,000 for school. They're going to be working just to pay that off, and you can't declare bankruptcy anymore. So in other words, they're enslaved on the manifested level. They're enslaved. Yeah? The whole place is like this. You don't see it. It's just, what, it's just what's going on within is expressing without. Check it out. It's a form of fucking slavery. Yeah. Well, this is part of being human. I mean, being in the human body is... It's, it's it seems to be. Well, yeah. It's like that went... Oh, yeah, there are. There's some, some old uh, tribes that don't, their language doesn't have an idea of self in it, nor they, do they have an idea of time in their language. Or, or possessions. Yeah, they don't have any possessions. Someone comes, they don't go, hey, can I use your canoe? The person just takes the canoe that's available. There's no ownership. Yeah? Language has a lot to do with the trance being set and reset and reset. The language is a major... Uh, facilitator of the trance of self. Yeah? 
It's a subjective language used by an object. <laughs> yeah, the object's calling itself to be the subject. That it's not going to go well <laughs> after that point. You know what I mean? When if the first if the first step is is let's say you're tra- going to travel here, and so let's say maybe your life is going to comprise eighty thousand steps. Yeah, it's the first step that sets a direction. Yeah. If the first step isn't in the right direction, it doesn't mean after the 80,000 step, if you add 40,000 more, you're going to correct the distortion. It's just going to make the distortion even worse, yeah? It's going back to the first step. So we're going back prior to the first step and see what is our real nature by looking at what our false nature isn't, which it isn't us. It's a product, yeah? I don't think you should... People are trying to think about what's so from what's not so. Let's just question what's not so. Yeah? When you realize you're not that, you're going to find out about what you are, which is the only way you can know about it. You can't know it as an experience because you're not separate of it. Yeah? You can find out about it. Because just like you're the conduit for this selfing to keep occurring, yes? you were taught name and form, you're teaching others to teach name and form. Yeah? The same way another aspect of mind can be using you as an expression also. Yeah? Instead of self-centered, you can be centered. It's a total different experience here. Nothing can corral mind. I don't care how seemingly good it looks, or no matter how incredibly delusionary it seems to be, what's giving that delusionary aspect the meaning it has is from reality. When reality wakes up to what it isn't, it will be what it is, and it will see things as unreal. Yeah? Simple as that. There's no effort or work. That's what happens. It's a byproduct. Yeah? You'll start seeing very clearly without practicing clear seeing exercises. You'll just start seeing clearly. Yeah? And you'll know, not by reading books or verifying it, you'll know it in your own gut. You'll be your own authority finally. You won't get lent. You won't be, you still won't be doing like giving your Buddhahood to someone else and calling them the Buddha. Like in Zen, they say, hey, if you see the Buddha on the street, shoot him. Why is that? Why would you want to shoot the Buddha? Because what you've conveniently done is thrown your Buddhahood off of you onto them. Now they can fail you for you to be fucking right. (laughs) So they say you can't use Buddha to seek the Buddha. You can't use mind to seek mind. You can't use light to seek light. Why is that? Why would you use mind to seek mind? If you're mind, why, why are you looking for mind? You must be thinking you're something other than mind to be busily looking for it. Voila! Question that which you think you are. You may get a hit, you're not that, and then mind will not be looking for mind. Mind will be seeing from mind. Yeah. Not looking for, but seeing from. And it's going to demonstrate here, and it's going to demonstrate as what you call your experience, and your experience will get lighter. Yeah, may not change. You won't get a job or get a job. It won't. That stuff isn't the most. That's we think those are the primary points. Those are just points of expression. The primary point in this experience of manifestation is how you're traveling. Yeah. So whatever the geography of my life is going to have in store for me, if I'm travel lighting over it, that's a fucking successful life. Yeah. That's success. You'll have the goods right now instead of hoping to get them at a future date or reminiscing when you once had them. You'll be having them by giving them away, in a way, like recovery says. You have it by giving it away. 
What is this? An exp- this is just an expression, isn't it? All day you're expressing uniquely all day. You're that you're having you're, that having is giving it away, and you can be aware of that. Yeah, and that's how you have it by being aware of it being given away. Yeah, that can never be taken from you. It can never be put in a bank account. It can't be fucking acquired or traded. It can't be ripped off. It can't be held over you. Yeah. Its quality is emptiness and clarity. And it's one of its, what, what it provokes here is a sense of freedom or the sense of being free from the bondage of self, but free from the one who was free from the bondage of self and free from the one who thought he was bonded. Free from both of those. Not free as one of them and bonded as one, but free from both. Yeah. Hallelujah. So that's it. Any questions? Not hot, eh? Yes. Good. Thanks for sitting through this terrible turmoil. Yeah. <laughs>